When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sports Day for McDonald's. The Tim Tam McFlurry is back at Macca's. Now available with rich chocolate soft serve. This is Sports Day. Oh, yes. We are on. We are back. It's good to be back with you. Kane Corns is my name. Flying solo for Sports Day this evening. Well, not solo because I'd love for you to join in the conversation with me tonight. It's a happy new year. It's a welcome back. It's early. It's January the 2nd. But there's so much sport on the horizon. There's so much that I've missed since I've, I've been away. So I want to recap a little bit of that shortly but it doesn't happen without your involvement. For those catching up with the Sports Day format, we just go for 25 minutes straight bang off the top of the program. There's no ads. There's nothing. It's just you and me talking. So uh, it is a blessing that we get that much air and that much opportunity to be able to have a chat. So I would love, as I said, for you to join in the conversation, that Harcourt's open line. And welcome back to Harcourt's, the legends for all things real estate. You can speak to them. The number's one 736 736 Temper's back on board for a huge 2024 0433981116. If you want to jump in on that format, we'll get to your text messages right throughout uh, this evening, Damien Fleming is going to join us. Liam Pickering is going to join us. Looking forward to that. We'll talk to American Sport with Jordan Canillis later on. Um, and as I said, most importantly, we'll find some prizes for you for the best callers of the evening. We're going national tonight. We're going into SENSA 1629. So welcome aboard to those legends. And of course, 1116 SEN right around the country for Sports Day. So... I'm just going to go. I've been away for five weeks, um, and it was magnificent. Um, Fortunately, went across to America. So we went to LA. Uh, We had a couple of nights in Disneyland, which you wouldn't believe. I ran into Jared Whiteley. Of of all people, I I ran into Jared just cruising through Disneyland. So I got a quick selfie with Jared, which was good. You can check that out on on the social. So I, I thought that was quite Amusing. We got an opportunity just quickly. Jared said, what would you, you think about the David Warner-Mitchell Johnson by-play? And I, I gave him my thoughts on that in the middle of Disneyland, so he couldn't switch off, uh, as not many of us can. So I went there. Um, uh, where else did we go? San Francisco, LA as well, which, which was terrific. And there were some big sports stories that I missed, so I want to recap some of those shortly. But the thing... Driverless cars are a thing now, would you believe? Oh, maybe I'm late to the party on this, and I know it's not in any way related to sport, but there's driverless cars in San Francisco, which completely blew my mind. So I think 2023 was a year of AI, 
not fully across um, the full use of AI. I certainly used it a little bit, but the possibilities, I can't even wrap my head around. So I think 2023 was the year of AI. Well, 2024 is going to be the year of the driverless car. There, there are there are cars with no one driving cruising around San Francisco and you can hail it like an Uber and jump in. Couldn't believe that. That blew my mind. And then there's robot Uber Eats deliveries in LA. So I was, I was, we we're doing this Hollywood tour all around LA and looking at all the famous spots and so many. I had a look at the Nakatomi Plaza for my favorite movie, Die Hard. It is a Christmas movie, mind you. Uh, but as we were doing that, I saw this looks like a little esky. I'm just, just cruising up and down the footpath. I said, what's that? And they said, well, that, that's a robot that he's delivering like Uber Eats. And it stops at the traffic lights. It waits for the traffic. Then it goes. It must have some sort of lock, locking system on it. So just anyone can't come across and steal the food. So they were a couple of non-sports related things that blew my mind in my, in my five weeks off. But I thought I'd start the show tonight on the biggest stories that I was absorbing and consuming on, on my holidays. As I said, tried to switch off. Oh, we went to Mexico as well. That was, that was what I forgot. We had a good week in Mexico, which was magnificent. But the biggest story that happened whilst I was away, and I, I don't think it's been covered enough. There's certainly there's been Daniel Cherney's covered it in, in Code Sports extensively, as has um, Robert Craddock as well. And I'll, I'll get to Crash's thoughts on it shortly. But death of, the death of Test cricket is happening. And I can't believe more people aren't consumed by, by this story. I don't think we understand how big a deal this is. T test cricket is dead. Unfortunately, test cricket is, I don't know if it's dead, but it's, it's dying a slow death. And I think the death is going to come a little bit sooner than uh, many are expecting. When I was a child, I don't know, from the age of six to 14, test cricket was everything. D you didn't miss a ball and at the lunch break you played backyard cricket with your mates and you came back in and you were that flat if it was rained out and play was abandoned you were shattered that would ruin your day did not miss a ball i don't know and and one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you have children of that age say between oh, eight and 15 how much test cricket are they consuming for a start and I imagine it is a fraction of what it was when we were children. Now there's many more offerings now, and there's a lot of things that are on offer now that weren't when I was 8 to 15, including the internet and TikTok and, and Netflix and a whole host of other things. But a little experiment on Sports Day this evening. If you have children in that age bracket, how much test cricket are they consuming? So that's that's the first thing and then the second thing is the short formats are just going to dominate um there's england there's australia there's india and that's it and if anyone else is playing it's pretty boring uh, as the people of perth found out for the first test when no one turned up now the australian cricket association boss is todd greenberg this was the first alarm that i noticed when i was away um he has said that new zealand the west indies and south africa have all been weakened by the cash available in short form cricket and he said that Australian cricket authorities would be crazy to think top Aussies might not also turn down the chance to play test cricket given the prizes at stake elsewhere. He said, I worry that countries like South Africa and New Zealand in 10 years' time may no longer be able to afford to have their best players playing and disappearing because of the push and the pull of global leagues. That is a concern, and I don't think I'm being an alarmist. I think I'm being a realist. Oh, gee... 
the Aussie Cricket Association boss has said that. He's seriously concerned. But it went to a new level uh, with what has happened with South Africa and, and New Zealand. I know this has been covered a little bit, but it's the biggest story that happened in my holiday break. Crash Craddock, who is the, the, the cricket journalist that you want to be consuming, has said that Test cricket has copped one of its most indignant blows in its 146-year history. It's the start of a trend which could do more damage to the five-day game than match-fixing, chucking dramas or rebel tours put together. South Africa have kept their biggest stars at home to play for their new T20 tournament, which started in 2023 and has been used to financially underpin the cricket system running desperately short of funds. This is Crash Craddock in the News Court papers. The squad of 14 to tour New Zealand contains seven players who have never, ever played a test, including the captain, Neil Brand. Never heard of him. Neil Brand, never heard of Neil. Uh, he's one of those rookies. This is a disaster. Now, so there's a couple of things here. Clearly, that this story revolves around money and, and the money that has been offered for players. But there's another element to this as well. It is that Test cricket is boring. And one 736 736 I never would have said that 20 years ago. But it is, it is boring. And I wonder, and I've spoken about this on Sports Day before, whether we need to look at the rules. Now, baseball in the States has completely revamped its rules. That that sport was dying, it was boring, it had become predictable. Even the home run they are saying was uh, it was far too predictable. Uh, and teams started only to play for the home run. They forgot about manipulating the field and look at it again on base. It was There was three options, really. You, 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 there was a strike, there was a ball, or there was a home run. And not often do you get a home run. So the game became boring and long. So they changed the rules. They introduced a shot clock for the pitcher. Uh, they made the bases bigger and they limited where the fielders could stand. Now, test cricket's boring and we, we, we need we need to do this. Even the six is boring now. We, we see the, the big bash. I, I, I watched the Stars chase 205 on New Year's Eve. And yeah, there were some big hits and wow, how good's this? But every shot went through the field and it went for four or six. That is boring. You don't see... Jonty Rhodes, great runouts anymore. You don't see, you see the odd good catch, but I don't think you see it as much as you used to because everyone is just looking to clear the rope. It's boring. Limit the size of bats, make the pitches more spicier, increase the size of the boundaries and make it more even. That's one issue. And the other issue we'll speak to Flem about is just, um, you know, the, the viability of, of the test uh, format. Are you as concerned as what I am? That was the biggest story in the time that I was away, one 736 736 As we work our way through a few other things, if you want to have your say, please do so, one 736 736 if you want to have your say. And the question I've got, and we may we may somehow put it out on social media and put a Twitter poll up, I'm not sure how we'll word it, but um, if I watched every ball pretty much of an Australian summer when I was 8 to, to, to 15, how many, what percentage of a test match are your kids watching now and is the game boring? And are we struggling to capture the younger generation? And does something need to be done like they have done in basketball? Uh, some footy. The Clayton Oliver story is a mess. Um, and this is bigger than I think most people are, are realising. One of the game's absolute stars, his future is in, in serious doubt. Now, it's always tricky to talk about. Um, when there is at least a small element of this story regarding a player's welfare and, and mental health. And um, when it's a somewhat, I don't know what 
extent a medical issue, but uh, when Melbourne threatened to trade Clayton Oliver in the trade period, this is what they said. Now, Gary Perth, the CEO, um, said that Oliver must meet the club's off-field standards and discipline if he is to remain part of the program long-term. And th- this was a strongly worded statement or threat a couple of times, and, and Simon Goodwin and Gary Perth came in with, with Gary Lyon and Sammy Edmund live in the studio for an extensive chat, and they answered all these questions and basically said the same thing. Pert said that Oliver must meet the club's minimum off-field standards if he's to remain a part of the football program. The club is aware of the personal challenges that Clayton has outside of football, and key club experts will remain part of his daily support team. The club leaders have very clearly outlined to Clayton that behavioural expectations we have of him and these behaviours will be reviewed on a regular basis. The club leadership group, as well as Alan Richardson, Simon Goodwin, and Pert himself will decide if Clayton is meeting minimum behavioural expectations. I, I, I consume this, and I said it at the time. You're asking your best player, one of, best or second best, third best, perhaps, Gorn, Petrarca, Oliver, one of the top three, who's getting a million bucks a year for a seven-year contract that has just started to meet minimum Minimum behavioural expectations. That's a disaster in the first place. Since those comments, Clayton Oliver's been charged with, what was it, driving without a licence. Now, it was a bit vague because his his licence was taken off him after a seizure, so you give him perhaps a a bit of an out there. It wasn't as if he just lost his licence. There was a medical reason behind it. But also, he wasn't able to complete the training camp in Lawn. Like, he, he left. Now, that's... That's not meeting minimum club expectations if you can't actually train. And if you're, once again, in a, in a bit of trouble, minor, um, with, with the law. So that, this, is a, this is a huge story regarding Clayton Oliver, and it's got off on a, on a pretty nasty footing. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll get to the other big stories that have happened uh, in my holidays. But in the meantime, I, I think we've got some calls lined up. Let me know. If we'll, we'll, we'll try anyway. Let, let's go to Tony. Tony, have, you, have I got your tone? Yes, you have, Kane, yes. and uh, welcome back after a happy new year. Happy new Christmas year, mate. You for too. For the family. You too. Yeah. What's on your mind? I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy 2024 with you. Good. I'm going to enjoy it with you, Tony. Can't wait to get stuck into it. What, what's on your mind? Did you ring up yeah. about Test cricket dying, or, or what's on your thoughts? Yes, I, I did, Kane. I'd love to know where Kerry Stokes and Channel Seven sit on 90 less overs a day. It should be a minimum 100 which yep. they were doing 40, 50 years ago. They're losing 10 to 15 commercial breaks. And money, what are Seven doing about this overrate? Yeah, it's, it feels like this is an issue every year. I, I can't I can't get my head around it. I don't know why it takes so long. Uh, even when players extended, because the previous day, say we've lost due to rain, they, they, they started earlier and they finished later, but you still can't get the 90 overs. I, I don't know. Uh, how much of a factor that is in, in test cricket dying, maybe a small part in it. But, yeah, it'd be great to, to fasten the pace up. That's what they've done in baseball. They brought in a shot clock for the pitcher. And if you don't get the pitch off in time, it's a ball. Bang. Speed up the game. And I think they've reduced the game by about half an hour. This is what you're competing with. Big bash. See the crowds in Perth for the Scorchers, 44,000. What'd they get on day one of the first test? The, 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 the national team. Three times the crowd is rocking up to watch the Perth Scorchers, for goodness sake, than they are 
the Aussie Test cricket team with Warner and Cummins and every, everyone, Smith and Labuschagne. That's, that was a big warning sign for me that this game is in all sorts of trouble. If you've got a thought on how to fix it, let me know. And the question I've got for you is if you've got kids... How much test cricket are they watching? And is it different to when you were a child? Let us know. Adam's in St Kilda. G'day, Adam. Hello, Cam. Welcome back to my last. Thanks, mate. One way they can make test cricket interesting is play on uncovered wickets like they did in the 19th century and make it more, make it more competitive for the batters and the bowlers. Ball Definitely. Uh, see, I don't know if it's uncovered, but how much do we whinge and sook, and, and the media is a big part of it, whenever there's a, a pitch that does a lot? Even um, Tim Payne came out in, in November. There's a Shield game at the SCG that was finished in a couple of days. Tim Payne called it a disgrace. Well, it was a disgrace. It's, it's interesting. It's different. Let's even things up. Let's reduce the size of bat. I can't believe we allowed Dave Warner to bat with the thickness of his bat. Like, and I, I don't know. I just I can't imagine what the old school cricketer are thinking when these boundaries are so short. The pitches are flat. And the bats are as thick as they are. I'm flogging a dead horse on that one, but there needs to be some rule changes. Could it, it is predictable. There's too many sixes, as crazy as that sounds, and it is boring. So make it more even, particularly for the bowlers, Adam. It's a good thought. Gary's in Taylor's Lakes. What do you think, Gaz? G'day. Look, I've got a comment on the big bash, but before I do, seeing you talking about test cricket, uh, I disagree. It's not boring. The Ashes was riveting, and that second test, against Pakistan was riveting. I, I, Have you I got kids, Gaz? Oh, well, they're, they're adults. They're do, they, do, did, did they, do, do they watch? Do they watch? Like, so I get it. I'm not, you're not the, the target audience. You love it. Yeah. You're going to watch it regardless. But it's the next It's the next ones coming through. Like my kids, I'm just a small sample size, but my kids couldn't give a stuff yeah. about test cricket. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's what I'm interested in. Well, it depends on what you how you brought them up. They brought yeah. brought up to watch it with them, then yeah. maybe. But but look, I've got talking about young kids. My youngest is twenty nine, and he's just texted me something, and I thought, oh, he might be on some, onto something. This is about the big bash game tonight, which both Melbourne sides need to win mm. and would want the game mm. to go on. But obviously, there's a good chance it won't. So, given that we already knew twenty four hours ago that uh, we're going to have thunderstorms during match time. Any chance I should have considered moving it to Marvel? Yeah. Now, well, the logistics and whatnot, but it was a 24 hours. There's enough time to get the staffing, get the catering and whatnot, move it to the Marvel Stadium, then we would have had a game. Yeah, we'll speak to um, Liam Pickering, who's part of the, the Big Bash Nation commentary team. He's going to join us live from the SCG a little bit later on. Yeah, I don't know the logistics of it. It's, it's a good thought, but if the forecast was looking iffy, I'm in Adelaide where it's magnificent mind you um so i hadn't given that much thought but would they have had time i don't know but i don't think they use marvel enough when it comes to to the big bash they, they should use it more one 736 736 that's the harcourts open line great to have harcourts back on board for sports day again working my way through and would love your thoughts on any of this the biggest stories that uh, i consumed whilst i was away so i've got the death of test cricket i it's dying. No one's really talking about it seriously and how concerning it is and, and drastic measures, I think, need to happen for it to be safe. We'll speak to Damien Fleming about it uh, a little bit later on. Clayton Oliver, uh, they're asking him to meet minimum expectations. Well, minimum expectations is probably not driving when you don't have a licence and it's probably been able to complete a club training camp. Seven-year deal, seven million bucks. 
uh, and he can't even train at the moment. I understand there is somewhat of a sensitive issue around this, but the language that Melbourne have used, clearly Clayton hasn't been meeting their expectations. And just to say that it's a medical issue is is a cop-out, I think. So th this is a big story for the Melbourne Footy Club, for the AFL, and it, I don't know, threatens to somewhat derail Melbourne's season. The other one is the AFL rule changes. All right, so we've got, this was always on the cards. Um, Braden Maynard went for a smother, <laughs> a realistic smother, and he accidentally got uh, Angus in the head, and there was a big story about it. So in response to that, the AFL have changed the rules. Uh, in a memo that they sent to the clubs, they're going to toughen the stance on players who lay high bumps in the acts of smothering. Now, this will probably never happen again, but be careful if you jump and try and smother. Because if you hurt someone, you're in all sorts of trouble. Never never mind, it's a, a game where players sprint as fast as they possibly can and then have to make a decision. There's no accidents anymore. You can't do that. They're going to take a harsher stance on chase-down tackles to help protect players' heads. Um, players are going to risk suspension if they drive opponents into the ground from behind with excessive force. Uh, they're going to... This is a small one, ban whistling from football officials on the bench. I didn't even know that was a thing. You're not allowed to whistle now because that interrupts the TV broadcast. Uh, players can't wear gloves. They're going to streamline the fines system and increase the cost of tribunal appeals. What a joke that is. Why should you be charged because you want to defend yourself at the tribunal? Why should you, why should you have to pay for that? Are you just automatically guilty because Michael Christian says you're guilty? You don't get a chance to defend yourself, so that's... That's a bit of a joke. But anyway, the AFL, so you're not allowed to tackle, really. If you, well, you're not allowed to tackle and hurt someone. You're not allowed to smother and hurt someone, even if it's fair. You're not allowed to bump and hurt someone, yet it is an absolute free-for-all. You can drive your knee into the back head of a defenseless opponent and go for a mark and knock them out senseless, and that's okay. So you just watch. Uh, I've been big on this. The AFL cannot ban tackling, bumping, smothering and still allow players to drive their heads into players' faces, necks, jaws, temples and get away with it. So that, that's happening. That, that, that will go. The specky is in all sorts of trouble and we've got to be careful that we are not eroding the fabric of the game. A couple of other people want to have their say, including Neil, who's in Meadow Heights. Welcome to Sports Day, Neil. Hello, Jane. How are you? Welcome um, to the new year. Terrific. Happy New Year, mate. Uh, I couldn't believe you just said the bowlers need to have more of a chance when this DRS... I'm, I'm, I'll go back a few years ago, like, I'll say 10, 15. Yep. If a ball, you know, like, hit someone in the pads, the LBW wasn't even fought in. Now they can walk down the crease, they can be down there by uh, five foot, and this DRS still gives them out LBW. I've never seen so many LBWs in my life. And <laughs> so you, you think that DRS favours the bowlers, Neil? Oh, well and truly. The ball can do anything. I've seen a ball hit six inches in front of the stumps and still miss. In the but does, doesn't, have, uh, haven't you seen just as many that you think are out and goes back to umpire's call? Or isn't it... It doesn't it equal out in the end? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. No, not at all. all, right. all if you, right. you look at it now and go back to the scorebooks from years before, how many LBWs? They're lucky to be two. Now there's probably half a dozen every game 
LBW. All right, I'm going to do that in my spare time, Neil. I'm going to go back and, and track the increase in LBW decisions, but I'm also going to have a look at how many sixes are hit now, uh, batsmen's averages, the big scores. I'm going to look at uh, you know, record chases and all that type of thing. I, I think it is heaven for batsmen now than, than it was back uh, when you are referring to. Hayden's in Wattle Park. We'll quickly sneak you in before our first breather. Hayden, what's your thoughts? Just a quick one, Kane. I mean, I'm a fraction older than yourself, late 40s, but why wouldn't we push the tests earlier and play, get all the big Aussie stars in the big bash and get the big international names in? Like, I mean, like any business, you've got to listen to your customer. So why not get all the big stars playing and really ramp it up and, and go where the money is? So you're not, are you concerned that the, the big bash should be strengthened? Oh, I'm more concerned that test cricket is is dying a very slow yeah. death. Yeah, well, you... You can sit there and flog a dead horse, I guess, but if it's dying, it's probably going to continue to die because the younger generation is turning up to the big bash mm, matches. Yeah, that's uh, hard to argue with any of that. So you think, all right, let's strengthen the BBL and, and test cricket. There's not much we can do about it. It is in all sorts. Oh. I, think that's, I think that's a big story. Hey, I've got some other big stories I want to go through after six. Flem's going to join us as well. Uh, we've got our sports update thanks to Tire Power. Hot Summer Sale is now on. Your local Tire Power Hot Summer Sale. Get four for the price of three on Kumo tyres. And we'll take your calls, as always, on the Harcourts open line. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. Don't forget to check out my friends at Kia as well. Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9. And for McDonald's, they've got a chicken Big Mac, would you believe? It's available at Macca's. More sports day after this. Good to be back.